Hey folks, welcome back to the DC Three Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince. We are here to talk about the books that are coming out on Halloween, twenty twenty three. You could have saved her. <laughs> that, that, that's some deep uh, Brian and Vince lore right there. That's yeah, I don't, no idea we're talking about. I don't get it. I don't get it. We're gonna start with. Um, the uh, Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, Scorched Earth, number one, a book with far too many names uh, before the number. This is written by both Chip Zdarsky and Teeny Howard, illustrated by Mike Hawthorne with Nicola Zizmezia. I, I definitely fucked that up. That's all right. It's okay. they're, ba- they're barely in the book, so it doesn't Zizmezia. even Yeah, exactly. Matter. It's a very, very little, just a little. Unfortunately. Easy. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, this book would be a thousand times better if the art team was reversed. If yeah. there was just a small yeah. Hawthorne section. Um, but yeah, so ba- so this basically closes the book on the um, on the Gotham War, and it does set up a relatively new status quo for just about all the characters involved. And I'm I'm interested to discuss more the sort of what we think is going to come next than I am the, the book itself. But I suppose we have to talk about the book itself a little bit. Uh, so Zach, why don't you start us off with this? I I feel like I was pretty positive on this crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, this sucked. This was boring as hell. <laughs> the yeah. art the art was not good. Um, I, I, I very nearly hated this and, and I feel like this is a recurring thing with me where even when there's like a DC thing that I think is really interesting, it can, it, it can never stick the landing, but DC, I know I'm like a guy who only likes the beginnings of things (laughs) and maybe it's because DC has trained me because the endings always suck, you know, like they're, they never live up to the promise that that the beginning and middle sets up um yes brian you're right this does set up some new status quos but they are none of them are interesting i i don't i i don't think i'll slightly disagree with that Um, to me to me none of them are interesting to me sure um or at least not as interesting as the the ideas that i had for where this was was going you know yeah um Man, Bruce sucks so much. And I know I say that all the time, but like, gosh, just like the end of this issue where he's just like, I'm a bad dad. No one needs me. You are all so much better off without me. It's just like, fuck off. That's the most like manipulative bad dad stuff I've ever seen. After the after the way that he was in the rest of this, too. Yes, you know, like, yes. oh, my God. Yeah. Like, gosh. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, man. I didn't think the bit with Selena at the end made very much sense. I I didn't get what was supposed to be conveyed there. Really? So we can talk about that in a minute. We can Um, talk about that in a minute. Um, I'm I'm very glad that they didn't kill off Jason because it seemed like that's what they were about to do. And I was so angry. (laughs) Um, So I'm glad that that didn't happen. I guess the best thing that I can say about this is that it does, the, or I guess the 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 part that I'm the most interested in following up on is where the extended Bat family goes from this. 
that's more what I'm interested in than anything else. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's that's about all I, I have to say about it. Vincy? Um, I I I feel very similarly to Zach. Um, I guess a couple things that I would I would like to add to to what he said. Um well, first of all, let's just let's just talk about the art again. I I know Hawthorne kicked this off too. Like I'm I'm pretty sure Hawthorne drew the first issue of Gotham War too. Like it was like called Battle Lines or something. The other like one that. shot. Yeah, the 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 other bookend one shot. Hmm. But I just think like, oh, I mean, it's I'm I'm sure Hawthorne you're, you're has correct, sir. That was him. Yeah, I, I double checked. Hawthorne has his fans. It's an artist subjective. So I'm not going to say like, you know, objectively DC is making a bad choice by bookending uh, this big bat cat event with some very mid tier art, but like, I just don't get it at all. It's not for me. It's stiff. It's goofy looking the faces and, and the, the, the way the faces are framed and angled at times just look so goofy. I, I I've never been a fan of Hawthorne's art, and it's I mean this is some of the some of my least favorite Hawthorne art I think I've ever seen. Um, it 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 just felt to me, and I know it wasn't. It was done with intention because again, like he's bookending this thing, but it really felt to me like, like Zach said. DC kind of bungling the ending like like not not really caring about like wanting to set up this book to be something exciting and then when you pick up this last issue and you look at the art you go like oh no this is this is really this is decidedly ordinary it's not special at all because if it was they would have um they would have gotten some more exciting art for it you know and so it makes the whole product feel lesser the whole the whole story arc feel lesser that this is like the way that the big finale looks um you, you would almost think that they would reverse it maybe like i know hawthorne has also done work on the main batman book but you would almost think that you put him and as on the bookend issues and yes. then right. on the, on the like yes. middle issues if you want to really like highlight yes that's that's well said um and and so that's just the art and then as far as the story goes again i pretty much agree with everything zach said the one thing i would add is zach you and i disagree about the jason thing and it's not that i want to see jason dead or i want to see but the way that i thought this story was going i thought at the end they were going to make a series of extremely bold choices yes. that were that were you know not going to be permanent by any means because pretty much nothing in comics is right but it really felt like they were giving you an almost like Empire Strikes Back ending mm. to, to whatever comes next. And then I'll, they I'll, I'll, yeah, go, go ahead, Brian. I just want to add okay. to that. I, I felt like not only were they doing that, they were doing it to prove how wrong Bruce was about everything. Yes. Yes. Like it, it really felt like the undoing of Bruce Wayne. Yes. And that's interesting. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that because I probably wouldn't have remembered to make that point but it, it it goes back to something i said weeks ago when we were talking about this that like the way that bruce is being written 
he's going to have to be shown that he is wrong, right? Because from the beginning, um, in my mind, there was almost no way to read this where Bruce gets redeemed or gets like a charitable uh, reading on, on his mindset or his uh, philosophy on Gotham. And well, I don't think this, this doesn't endorse Bruce at all. Um, it straddles the line in a way that's really unsatisfying by making him this, like, like Zach said, this like, woe is me guy in the end, you know, all of this was my fault, but then there's a, there's the glimmer of hope right away that he yes. didn't ruin everything. Right. And that undermines, like, I wanted, as this was going along, like, despite the art that I didn't care for, I was, it was kind of pulling me along because as I was reading it, I thought, oh, this is going to, this is actually going some interesting places and it's going to leave everybody in tatters in an interesting way. And it looks like it's doing that. And then by the end of the issue, it basically undermines almost every turn that that takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if, so like, like, I, like, I don't want Jason dead, but if it were more like, like if Jason were off the table for a while, or if it were a real like consequence of Bruce's actions, great. But it it's like almost immediately undermined. <laughs> yeah. There was a time when it looked like this was going to end with Jason and Selena both gone. Yeah. And you, and you can make the argument that both of those things were directly Bruce's fault. Mm-hmm. And if he's grappling with the with not only the loss of one of his sons, but losing Jason again, and also losing Selena, I think that's that's a really interesting status quo. Although, do I think that good stories would come from that? Well, probably not, because we know how these things go. But it it, it it's setting up Zadarsky and whoever else wants to to tell really different, interesting, uh, you know, uh, stories about, uh, about Bruce and Bruce's role in, in Gotham and all of that. What we get instead is a, um, I guess it's kind of a half measure. I think that the reason that Selena is essentially staying off the table is that this is the way for her and Bruce to like heal without it being a big in public thing. And also her her like syndicate of thieves fell apart, so this gives her time to metaphorically lick her wounds, right? Um But but I don't even think she's really off the table though, because her series is still going. No, but but what I mean by it, that is all, like I, yeah. I think that every that the Bat family thinks Selena's gone. Okay, sure. Which but then the, the, the only other thing too about that is like that's just so similar to the like post wedding status quo too. Yes, it is. Which we just we just can never get away from the like it just keeps happening. Yeah, but but I agree with you. Yeah, um, I think the the more interesting <laughs> piece of this, um, is the idea of Bruce saying like, "I'm not a part of the Bat family anymore." Dick, you and Babs run the Bat family. I like what that is because that basically is a reset to Batman and Robin. Uh, yeah. I I like that, but then again, 
that's also the Justice League status quo. You know what I mean? It is. Like, well, yes, <laughs> this would be a, this would be much more effective if it if Dick wasn't running the entire DC universe right now. Yeah. Um, but I like although the, I, I think, like that is kind of nice because like if they they could finally go all in on that, even though they probably won't. Right, because they really haven't yet. It's it's been kind of disappointing how slowly that's all playing out. Yes. Because yeah, even though the Titans are like the premier superhero group in the DC universe right now, they certainly aren't being written that way. No, you wouldn't know it based on their their yeah. ongoing. And I like that book. Uh, this isn't me shitting on the book. I just feel like those stories don't feel as epic swashbuckling as Justice League stories tend to feel. Right. It still feels like the Titan stories you're used to, which is sort of the more interesting family-based stories because they're not doing the big cosmic stuff. Right. Um but yeah. Um the thing that disappointed me about this issue most, I think, is the riddlerness of it all. <laughs> like there yeah. was a little tease early on that Batman and the Riddler maybe working together. We talked about we liked that when it happened in the past. But this just feels like they just did the laziest possible version of that. They didn't give us any interesting stories about it. They were working together behind the scenes, and now they're not anymore. That that does remind me of the thing that I do want to talk about, though. I forgot about it. All right, go for it. <laughs> Three Jokers. <laughs> Three Jokers. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. that's in my notes, too. Yes, yeah. Vince, was it you? Did you post a thing in our in Lad's chat, <laughs> in our bad, our bad uh, Reddit things about the, like, Ugh. The gossip coming out of New York Comic Con about the three Jokers. Did, did, did you post that, yeah. or do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, that is like a legit thing. Um, yeah, great. That, yeah. that that uh, that maybe uh, three three Jokers isn't canon, but there are still three Jokers, which is yeah. hilarious to me. <laughs> the the funniest part of the whole thing is that when it says, "Uh, what is yes, I know there's three Jokers." It says, see Justice League number 50, which is the new 52 Justice League series. Right, yeah. right. It's like three Justice League series ago. Right, right. right. Uh, yes, yeah. Not not the three Jokers, which is the thing that followed up on that. Right. Yeah. Yes. In fact, do not read the three Jokers because it's not the same three, three Jokers. No, it's not. <laughs> We're literally doing... We did this... Uh, oh, shit. When did we do that? We did this some other time where like... Well, I guess it was the new fifty-two, but I'm I'm specifically thinking of a certain event. I don't know if it was uh Death of Superman or something when the New 52 revisited it, where the explanation was um uh yeah, that that happened, but it it, it was a different one than this one, you know, like yeah, like the death of Superman happened, the Dan Jurgens, but it wasn't the Dan Jurgens comic, it was it happened and we never saw it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Utterly ridiculous that we're that we're at this point. But. Yeah. I I, I really need to it's get the, funny. I really need to get uh, all three covers to the three Jokers miniseries, have it framed and then put a little caption box at the bottom, like uh, where it'll say, like, you know, Geronimo High School class of 99, whatever. Then it'll yeah. say, well, 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 if it isn't the blowjob brothers. One <laughs> you of the best love drill that. tweets. One of the best drill tweets of all time. Yeah. It is. It is. It's good. So, yeah. 
Because who who are more the blowjob brothers than than the three jokers? Yeah, probably the DC three, but probably yeah. yeah but all right. Anything else to say about this? Oh, we as we should we'll talk about the very end of it. That was the very end of it, wasn't it? Oh no, no, no it wasn't. There's, there was there's a thing. one You're more right. stupid, right. and that's the okay. Talk All that's events. sure. All that stuff that I was excited that I thought where I thought it was going, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all that stuff is undermined, but they still have to put a little, they still have to put a little like tease or twist at the end that's gonna, you know, tease something to come or be or be a little shocking, and it's literally the dumbest. Oh, somebody may have figured out Bruce's identity or Batman's identity as Bruce Wayne, you know, like. We're doing that again. <laughs> really? Are we really? Or or is that or was that just like a last page gag? Like that's not gonna I, be the I, next I story. Think, is I, it? Think, I think that is gonna be the next story, yeah. Yeah, I think um, it definitely is gonna be. Yeah. Who cares? That's so I've been reading a lot of Silver Age comics lately. Really? Um Yeah, yeah. That's like every other story with these characters back then was, oh, so uh, somebody figured out my identity, and then by the end of the story, uh, actually they didn't, or, or their memory was wiped or something. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm I'm so sick of that story. Um, it's not interesting. It's not the comics are at their best where these characters have secret identities. But we don't really have to think about the logic of it. Like, right. oh, how how can nobody figure out that Bruce or Batman are the same person or Clark and Superman are the same person? It's how can they not figure that out? It's kind of ridiculous. They're they're always in the same place. And the who cares? <laughs> how about that? There are very few times that story is done well. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's exceptions. There's exceptions to everything, but <sighs> Jesus. I remember this is a show that neither of you probably know existed. There was a show in the early 90s that was a Superboy show, a live action Superboy show. Hmm. And there was an episode where I guess it was Lana Lang. I, I, I literally haven't seen this show in 30 something years, but um, probably 30 years. Yeah. Uh, but there's an episode where somehow I think it's Lana Lang like finds out that he's Superboy, the Clark, the Clark had a Superboy. And I remember watching it as a kid and feeling like it was the most momentous thing that I'd ever seen on television. Like they handled it in a way that gave it the gravity that it deserved. And I think some super dickery was involved and she forgot it like five minutes later or whatever. That just sounds like Smallville. Yes. But so, (laughs) but I have been chasing that feeling with a, with a secret identity reveal ever since. And it's never really happened. Hello, denizens of earth 1218. We are the hosts of make mine multiversity, a twice monthly podcast. I'm Jaina. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. All right, well, then let's move on to the Supergirl special number one. This is um, part of the, I guess, the current action comic status quo, which is going away soon. 
kind of sort of it's also kind of sort of a sequel to Supergirl being super a wonderful story from gosh close to 10 years ago now right at least yeah. seven or eight years ago can't be that long ago uh so what, 20 2016 I think it was okay. earlier than that wasn't 20, it 20, uh, hang on Supergirl 2017 you're right okay I, th- I thought it was longer okay. than that 2017 it's still six years ago I mean it it's pre-2019, so it's basically <laughs> sure, yes. a lifetime ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is written by uh, Mariko Tamaki, illustrated by Skylar Patridge. And uh, Vince, I know you were excited about this. So why don't we start with you on this one? Yeah. Um, so I liked, I definitely liked the bits that recall. So it's, it's, it's not a sequel to being super. It's not in the same continuity as that. But there's a spiritual kinship to it in the bits where... Um, Supergirl is thinking about her or envisioning her time on Krypton and or in Argo City and and there there's a bit about uh, doing some like track and field racing. It, it was it was imagery and and thematic bits that kind of rhymed with being super and 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 it felt really good to return to that and it just makes me wish that like Tamaki would get a. a a heftier run with the character. Um, yeah. cause I think like I, I, I dig the way that she writes Supergirl. Um, I, I don't know that I needed or loved the conflict that was kind of, uh, drummed up between her and power girl throughout this. It's, it's interesting in like a DC continuity, uh deep cut kind of way but it but the the actual like uh the way that it actually played out is was a little bit contrived with with them almost being like rivals to one another trying to like do outdo one another with super heroics or you know Kara being really frustrated with the fact that power girls around i i don't know that i bought all of that but I do think it's interesting. One one thing, whenever whenever Power Girl gets brought up in kind of a mainline DC context, it's never really treated like she is a the Earth Two Supergirl, right? Um, she's treated like some unique character, and it's because of this like weird myriad past that she has, right? Like um, well, both of them a, have such convoluted pasts. Yes, yeah, definitely. So then, so for this comic to like explicitly say like you are my counterpart from a different Earth, for it to play around with that, it again, I don't think it was thematically satisfying, but it was interesting in a, a DC lore continuity. You just don't see them acknowledge that directly all that much, right? Right. Um, they try. In fact, they try to play it down or, or, or run in the opposite direction of that. So I, I thought it was at least interesting if I didn't think that that stuff was all that effective. Um, so on that same note, I'm sorry to interrupt you here. I just want to toss in before I forget. I find it especially interesting slash frustrating that they're choosing to point out the parallels between Supergirl and Power Girl when the only Power Girl stories we've had in the past like year 
have been trying to distinguish how different these characters are, like giving her new powers, power girl, that is, and like a new status quo to not just make her the other Supergirl. So yeah. it makes it makes the conflict a little bit watered down when we spent the last year basically saying, hey, you know, people think she's just Supergirl. She's not just something different. And then here it's like, oh, no, she's kind of just, you know, Supergirl. Yeah, it, it, it made me kind of go like, ah, yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I I don't know if I buy that. This is something uh, Kara or anyone cares about, you know, <laughs> like, right. huh, I don't know. I don't know. But th- I don't know that that's. That's just a weird way to go with it. I don't I don't think the writing is particularly poor. I just um the stuff where Supergirl was like in her own head and maybe a little depressed or 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 kind of kind of feeling feeling lost or jaded or whatever. All of that stuff was really effective and I I just think any of the the stuff where she's like pitted against Power Girl didn't didn't work as well enough for me. And also people mistaking Power Girl for Supergirl, like the the public, that stuff didn't work for me because because come on. <laughs> Only one of them has a boob window. I, 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 well, I didn't want to be crass enough to say it, but um but yes, there there's no mistaking <laughs> that. Zach, what do you think? Um yeah, I mean I, I didn't think that much of this i really liked the art i will say like i think oh, the art gorgeous. was so yeah. good it was fantastic yeah i thought that the main conflict was a little thin um it it kind of felt below both of these characters i think um uh, i i, I all, the other thing is i don't really know who, like who this comic is for which i know is like a complaint that i level somewhat often and it's not really i don't know that a comic has to have like a clear audience every time but it's, it's just kind of like a weird thing where it's just this one supergirl one shot i know it's like tied into the current status quo but it also doesn't feel like that important to the current status quo it doesn't really doesn't really do much and so um yeah i it also is it was a very brisk read for also for being oversized it, like there there wasn't a lot of like dialogue per page which i you know generally don't mind um i it really let the art breathe a lot which was good but um didn't quite justify the like oversized page count either um which is a thing that like bugs me with some of these one shots so yeah i don't know this was this one was kind of a weird one it technically like wasn't bad and i really don't have any real complaints about it it just i just thought it was okay you know yeah, I think that 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 pretty much tracks with what I think as well. There is there is a lot about this that I think is 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 good in theory and that almost gets there in execution. Mm-hmm. I mean the art is excellent. I do like that the super family seems to be becoming more of a thing than it's been in years past. You know, there there are almost as many members of the Superman family as there are the Bat family, but we constantly get bat family interactions in a way that we don't get super family interactions until relatively recently. And so I like that there is this family that is hanging out. I also like that, you know, like there's a scene between John and Kara where they're talking about how weird their childhoods were. That was an an interesting connection. I I don't remember seeing those characters interact too much together. And just, you know, I, I like seeing all the different 
component parts of the Superman family and the different combinations that we can give to that. I think all that's good. I will say, I think I'm at the point where I never, and I truly mean never, need another Krypton flashback ever again. (laughs) I don't think anything interesting has been said in a Krypton flashback in 25 years, if not more. It's just, it. I understand why it's a really easy trope to return to, but, and the stuff here was fine. I didn't even particularly dislike the stuff that was in this issue, but it's not necessary in any way. And uh, it just, it just feels a bit overwrought, but the art is fantastic. Like I said, some of the interpersonal stuff was good, but yeah, this feels like somebody saying, you know, we really should give Kara a spotlight here. Well, there's not room in action for a backup. Let's just do a one shot. And that's sort of the whole reason for it. Not that somebody felt like they had this great car story to tell more. Just they felt it was a good idea to have a car story. At least that's how it felt to me. Yeah. yeah. I do think that creative team is inspired. Um, yes. Agreed. Anything else? Yeah, I just I to echo what you said about like why this even exists. I, I it really reads to me as like we we haven't had a Supergirl book in a while. We need to put out a Supergirl book, and we don't care if it's a mini or a one shot or what. It's whatever we can do, whatever we can scrap together. And it's too bad because these it just I know we complain about this all the time comics aren't like this anymore but triangle numbering it's no no it's just wild that supergirl can't apparently carry her own title anymore you know i mean i'm sure she can but like okay but like we we have batman brave and the bold that book right right and that is that is basically just a uh it's an anthology book that isn't even Batman related, really. I mean, there are some Batman related stories in there, but it's not it's not a totally Batman like focused thing. But there's a Superman story in there. Why not put the Supergirl story in there? Like there are definitely places for Supergirl stories that aren't a book called Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny. This does actually kind of sort of feel like it could have been like a three part action backup. That got repurposed into a into a one shot. Uh-huh. Uh I don't I don't have no reason necessarily necessarily to think that's what it is. It just feels like it could have been. Well anyway, that's it for this week. What uh what comes out next week, Vince? Uh next week, Batman one thirty nine, Birds of Prey number three, Blue Beetle number three, Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville number three, Icon versus Hardware number five, Poison Ivy sixteen, Shazam number five. Superman 78, the metal curtain, number one, and Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Well, that's certainly a list of books for next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but that's another story. Uh, all of us You're are not... so good at turning me off. <laughs> another great Simpsons reference that three people will get. Um, anyway, uh, all of us are kind of, but not really on social media, but you can go yeah. to... Why do you even mention that anymore? 
because it's a force of habit. But you can go to patreon.com slash cc3cast to become patrons and get a bonus episode every week. We are currently doing some wacky shit over there on Patreon, which you'll want to hear about. And until next time, my thanks for listening. You're going to create a hatchet order for watching Bluey. There's no reason to cut anything out. There's no reason for a hatchet order. <laughs> no fat. Exactly. It's so, it's no so fat good, on though. Bluey. Like, oh my goodness, I love Bluey so much.